figured we would give a so we figured we would see what the we fucking watched Morbius. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Someone else can fucking introduce yeah, it. Yeah, she's not wrong. We fucking watched Morbius. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. It's Morbin time. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. It's more of a clock somewhere. Every week, you know what I mean? one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Dave, what's this month's theme? This month, our theme is Monster Mash, movies about Monster monsters. Mash. We got in a mood after Blade Month, and it's the spooky time of year. So, you know, we got to keep it rolling. Yeah. Last week, I brought the wonderful Aaron Eckhart in I, Frankenstein, which was something. It's, I don't know. Check it out. You might like it. So, it's a free-for-all this week, and there is something very special that we kind of had to do with a podcast named Shitty Cinema. <laughs> so, Casey, what did we watch? We watched Morbius. Everybody on the internet is yelling about it and really mad. So we figured, why not? Let's uh, let's, let's look in. Let's look into the gaping maw that has formed over this fucking movie. It's free on Netflix. Why not? Case, before we go too far into this shit show, we're gonna need an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in ten seconds or less. Here's it's your guano. I just need a helicopter ride. He said. We'll only be gone for a few hours, he said. Sure, Case, you got to see beautiful Costa Rica from a helicopter. And Hell you yeah. cherish that. Because now your guest is going to summon thousands of bats, then just surround you with them. So in the 10 seconds you have, as you watch a horde of bats descend upon you, sell us on this movie. 30 seconds to Morb tries to cure him and the 11th doctor of their plot disease by taking a page out of the coronavirus playbook, but doesn't fuck it up as bad. Seven seconds. <laughs> they contained it just to two people. So good on you. I mean, three. The girlfriend woke up at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So this is really the Spoilers, beginning. But this is like November of COVID-19. Nobody knew it was happening. Yeah. That better be all the fucking next movies are. It's just like everybody's morbid. <laughs> Like there's like it's very few time. people. That's the second. That's the name of the second movie. You saw the. They're like, picture. listen, it is my right to go into a cave of Costa Rican bats if I want to and fuck one of them. This is turning into a train wreck. So before we go too far, let's go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. Morbius is another superhero origin story. All modern superhero movies owe a debt to Blade. And it has the fucking perfect origin story. Why haven't we learned? Michael Morbius, yes, that's his real name, is a sickly kid with a very rare blood condition that befriends Milo, not his real name, but he's Milo now. Another sickly <laughs> kid with the same blood condition. He does not befriend him. He negs him. He, he, does he won't even him. call him by his own fucking name, which I have yeah. feelings about. <laughs> in, a, in a movie with so fucking much going on, such a weird thing to take time out for. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> no, that, that, I was yelling. You genuinely yeah. do not have time for this. No. <laughs> That's all I have time for. 
So Michael's a kid genius and grows up into a prodigal young adult super scientist who even invents a synthetic blood. Why is it blue, though? Because they wanted some dialogue about on the blue or on the red. Okay. Anyway. Got blue pilled. So Milo bankrolls Morbius <laughs> and Morbius gets a secret tanker, takes it into international waters to do experiments as any reasonable scientist does. Honestly, I like his style. Personally. Yes. Honestly, it feels like he took legal advice from me and good on him because guess what? The charges didn't stick. You're welcome. Morbius's goal is to cure the disease that he has in, in Milo with bat parts because science is about making chimeras. That's what movies have taught me. This, instead of making him a chimera, turns him into a living vampire, which is actually sort of kind of a living chimera because it was vampire bats. Okay, yeah, you know. but did anybody else want, like, a Full Metal Alchemist situation where he's like, kill me! <laughs> <laughs> Edward! Yeah, I mean, at least Morbius isn't undead, but he does need blood, and so he murders the fuck out of everybody on the ship, except for his one doctor friend. The ghost ship drifts into shore, and the FBI gets involved, because, you know, it's a tanker full of murdered people. Morbius hides out, because even though it cured him, he's got this whole bloodlust thing going on, and he forgot that blood banks exist, I guess. Thank you! Right, yeah. I, just I like, don't know. What is... <laughs> well, fortunately for us, Dave, earlier in the movie, he invented blue blood, so he could just drink that. Right, except the problem is that the synthetic blood is getting less effective. So, oh. you know, he needs... You know, it's it's lasting less and less time, and then he's going to have to drink real blood, and he's going to have to attack someone to get it because he forgot that blood banks exist. I, I, the the blue blood could have been a plot point, which could have been cool to explore, but instead Milo's going to rage sneak himself a taste. He also turns into a living vampire, except he's not worried about the fact that this means he snacks on people. He just immediately embraces it. Uh, or And he doesn't actually care about framing Morbius for it either. I, I feel like this could have been a cool conflict, right? But instead we get Mirthless Morbius, woe is meing, while Milo tries to bring a little whimsy to the role. It just ends up a uh, cliche descent into a final battle in which Morbius kills Milo with a special vampire killing juice that he whipped up. Oh my god, I forgot about the vampire killing juice. Wait, <laughs> there was juice? Yeah. 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 Yeah, he whipped up yeah. antibodies for science. They, they science threw science at us. Anyways, the film ends uh, alluding to the idea that Morbius's doctor friend he saved has turned into a vampire and a mid-credits Spider-Man crossover, but sort of not. Okay, let's start with the female doctor. Oh, <laughs> the female doctor. The female doctor. Indeed, dear. Wakes up and she's like, oops, I'm a vampire. So what about all those guys on the ship he fucking ate? Are they all vampires now? Like, why isn't the FBI looking into them? Did they wake up in the morgue? Does everybody that Morbius bites turn into a vampire? Did you ask if they woke up in the morb? <laughs> no, but I wish I did. <laughs> Fucking lost opportunity. Right? Also, when we say the FBI, we mean Tyrese motherfucking Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's his partner? Who cares? Me, in my mind. <laughs> I, I we're enjoyed, dancing. I enjoyed Tyrese and his partner as, like, bit characters. Yeah, they were cops that weren't total fucking idiots. Yeah! One of them wasn't FBI. One of them was local police. Like, he was the local liaison for the other. And it says something about the film that I'm not sure which is which. 
Okay, I want to get this out of the way early because I know it's going to maybe ruin everybody's night. Go ahead. But I'm just going to put a theory out there. Go ahead. Is if the blue blood's not working, mm -hmm. he needs blood. Mm -hmm. You guys may not know this as you don't frequent a woman's restroom, but we have special little boxes, usually to the left of the toilet, that contain blood objects that he could just go <laughs> fucking get for free just like mow it down bro i would love to see the scene where jared just <laughs> like bash barrels in through a door right smashes a woman's door in smashes in the stall hopefully there's a woman taking a shit there knowing hollywood would be a fat woman right because if we're gonna get our lazy jokes in we gotta Hot have a fat woman taking poop. a shit right yeah yeah, yeah. and He's going to totally ignore her and just reach in and just start jamming it in his, in his mouth. Right? We might cut to her, like, looking up over her phone. Man, this is a great opportunity for a scene, Case. I feel like you're killing it. Or just, like, taking a diva cup like he's doing fucking shots <laughs> in the club. Or, like, coming in to, like, grab your tampon <laughs> string. And it's like, it's, I'm sorry, it's morbid time. <laughs> and then it's just out. But, like, there's so many places to get free blood, and you are not using your <laughs> noggin. You're a fucking doctor, you idiot. Okay, I do want to say I had the same problem watching this movie because the man's a goddamn doctor. Yeah. He right. works in a hospital. He has yep. access to normal blood already. He has, in his office, a, refriger a refrigerator full of both synthetic and normal blood. Because yeah. he needs blood transfusions yeah. anyway because he has plotitis. Yeah. Also, also, if you don't want it to get back to people, you have a fucking prescription pad. You could just be like, hey, you want 60 Vicodin? Give me a pint of blood. And people will. Yeah, that's actually quite brilliant, Case. I like your... I like your I, okay, so... I did I that in 10 the movie seconds. For a minute? Can I defend Wait. the movie? <laughs> I think the idea here is that for whatever reason when he drinks the blue blood it stays off the hunger but he keeps his rational michael you know uh personality however yeah. when he has red blood he turns into the monster that is morbius the vampire-like creature that yeah. goes wild and kills and he has so a harder think, time controlling himself and he's stronger right. and i don't care but also with the period blood, it's the only blood not born of violence. It is different than like your regular blood. So maybe it could be somewhere in the middle where he's just like an asshole that doesn't use his blinker or goes 55 in the left lane. I like your metaphysics of blood here, Case. I'm, I'm in on this. I'm buying this. Sold. I think the movie just forgot that he was a doctor who already had plenty of access <laughs> to just normal blood. Because it's a goddamn paint-by-numbers superhero film. Yeah, absolutely. And also, hey. that would have been really interesting to explore if they had any fucking time to explore anything. But they don't, because we got to sprint to the next paint-by-numbers scene. Yeah, when you described it as sprinting from scene to scene, Dave, I, I feel like you nailed that. Because it really does feel like every scene is really just rushing to the next. It doesn't ever take its time with anything. It's just going to the next scene. But at least they're trying to go. Because it's worse when they're not. Like we saw in the Mila Jovovich, Tony Ya one. True. Yeah. Yeah. No and one Monster was Hunter? going anywhere for a while. And I was just like, I think I'm going to reactivate my Facebook. I'm bored.
that film stalls out real hard because there's yeah. no character development at all and and at least like this is trying to do something right like that's fair but there's a happy medium and you can't pack so much into yes. the fucking movie where like you're expecting me to care about the emotional arcs of characters that have only had maybe one scene up to this point. (laughs) Okay. Kind of on the same topic of people that they want you to care about, but didn't give you any reason to until it was too late slash scenes in the movie that I actually enjoyed. I think they did. I'm not going to say a good job, but I enjoyed the scene of the nurse in the hallway that uh, the only part of the hallway lit up at the night is like the little like 10 foot space she's in. It's like the automatic off on lights with the, the motion sensor and she's walking down the hall and the lights are clicking on and clicking off after her and they start clicking on like way behind her and she kind of sees something, but can't really tell what it is. And she's like, hello, hello and starts running and you just see like the lights catching up to her and then they stop. And then of course she gets morbed. Um, but <laughs> it was a cool, uh, you know what I mean? It kind of set tension where I'm like, oh, this kind of feels scary. This is a scary vampire situation. Yeah. And I was saying that was neat, but they're like, you know, nurse so-and-so that, um, it has 12 kids and they're all orphan cats and we're really sad about it. Case, I think you're spot on. Like in a vacuum, I think that hallway scene is an excellent example of horror. And, and I'm not always sure of the tone of Morbius, of what it's trying to do, but in in that moment, it does a horror, a a, a take on a horror trope well because I knew exactly what was going to happen. I knew that at the end of that, she was going to turn around, and especially when they cut real close into her face, and there was going to be the monster behind her. But they framed it in a in an interesting way that made it creative and. I liked that update on the trope. I thought that in a vacuum was awesome. It, it was a good shot, but like in the context of the film, sure, let's talk about it in the context of the film because that was the first murder of our big bad Milo. Yeah. Who, uh, one, the movie wants to pretend we don't know at this point that he's the one executing this murder, but we do because it's really obvious because you don't have time to actually have intrigue in this movie. But also, while you see him standing over her morb corpse getting sucked he's got his fucking coat on yep morbius wears black in every scene he's got a like a a trench coat and i was like oh shit it's milo yeah yeah let's let's praise me let's talk about milo before and after that scene because immediately before that scene is when he discovers that the serum exists for the first time and immediately after that scene is the next time we see him is in the prison when he has his Kaiser Sose moment, leaves his cane behind, and Morbius realizes he took the serum. Yeah. We yeah. literally never get anything in between other than this blurry hallway scene showing him at like maybe wrestling with the decision to take the serum. Hell, he takes the fucking serum off screen. Yeah. No, no, yeah. you do. When he walks into the lab and he sees the bats and he's like, what in tarnation? And then the in the center bottom of the screen are two vials. No, we see the serum. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. And he looks at the serum. But we it's never see the implication. Him. Right. 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 Yeah. But we never see him take the serum. We never. No, there's but no... he looks at it. Sure. No. <laughs> he he took looked it with his eyes. It. Right. 
I need more of an arc out of our primary villain than he looked at it, took it off screen, and immediately went all in on Big Bat. Wow, Dave. Yeah. Do you need them to explain everything to you? Yeah, because Milo, up until that point, is is a really sympathetic character. No, he's not. You see his flashes of violence in childhood. That I totally supported. I was team Milo fucking that kid up with a crutch. He's not really an anything character up to this point. We have a little bit of backstory about him as a kid getting picked on and bullied and him lashing out about it. And that could kind of work as a heel turn. But other than that, he's just a deus ex machina who exists to pay for things and feel pity at this point. I would argue that he's a gayus ex machina because there was a lot of implication between those two young boys and then those two middle-aged men, because they're not young. They're fucking older than us. Like, he was really mad that Morbius liked the female doctor. He, he was, was butthurt about he it. He was heartbroken when he moved to America. He hated, he was a jealous lover. He was going to try to make Morbius jealous, and then was just like, eh, I'm going to ice these guys instead. So I just took that as crabs in a bucket, and that he had written off. Like, he decided that because of his disability it was impossible for anyone to be with him and as such he couldn't see morbius succeed in that my maybe it's sad but my favorite part about milo is when matt smith makes a a doctor who reference yeah (laughs) yeah i I was like what's your pain level 11 11 on a scale one to ten he said 11 and i was just like oh that was for me Clara comes into this movie. I'm going to set my own house on fire and sit down and wait. I all right. Since we're since we're moving on to Matt Smith in our villain of Milo, I do have to point out one other thing that I hated about this movie, which I'm going to bitch about something again. We literally doubled down on the scrawny guy gets superpowers and flexes in a mirror scene. Both our oh, hero yeah. and our villain yeah. do it in this movie. Fuck you, Sony. Stop yeah. making this. I've watched Spider-Man do this like nine times. <laughs> I'm so sick of that scene. Casey, was it worth it? Worth what? Both what? of them have Toronto? fucking faces like a brick wall. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, both of them are bad butter faces. Tyrese no, thank just you. destroys both of them for sure. It's yeah, no. Fair. Where the not fuck was fair. Tyrese's That's shirtless scene? It's right? just like, right? can't you show him getting ready in the morning? <laughs> Excuse me. What is a cop's life like? I don't fucking know. What is Tyrese's like morning like getting ready? That's what we need to know. What kind of aftershave does he use? What does he smell like? Is it weird that they, they stuck Matt Smith? Um, his Milo character in like a discount Magneto role, right? <clears throat> and maybe I need to explain that. Yeah. So the idea between like Charles and Magneto is Charles is like, hey, we need to control our powers and integrate with wider society, right? And Magneto is like, nah, the boss, like we need to embrace our powers and be better than everybody. And we get that with Morbius. Morbius is like, I need to I need to hide these powers and control it so I don't go on these murderous rages. And Milo's like, fuck that, dude. I'm just like, I'm a new thing. I'm a new gangster. I'm going to go out and kill people. It's what I do now. Sorry, not sorry. Right? So <sighs> did that work for you guys? I mean, that's kind of just the default superhero movie. 
at this point like when they don't have a better idea just the dark version of the superhero iron man one was just a bad iron man oh, venom yeah. carnage uh like i all of them and they don't have a better idea here so we're just gonna have a dark version of morbius actually that was both venoms so they've done this several times now in the sony spider-man universe but how is it a dark version when they've both killed people? Yeah, like, I don't feel... Because Jared feel Leto feels bad about it. That's that's the dark version. I guess? Right, and because he makes some effort not to just immediately eat more people for, like, one scene, because that's all we have time for. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Jared Leto's body count is still higher than Matt Smith's going into the final fight. He killed an entire ship's crew. Matt Smith killed a nurse and like three dicks outside of a club in Jersey. Yeah, that's fair. So, also the guy at the uh, the newsstand. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. sure. But still, Morbius is a good guy because the guy in the ship was rude to him his hot pocket girlfriend <laughs> there, so like there was a there was a cut scene where they said that the ship had been at sea for two months to like imply that morbius had spent a lot more time as morbius and like kind of explain why he was going because otherwise yeah it does not make sense because this movie feels like it takes place over like a three-day weekend okay so his girlfriend was unconscious for two months at sea while he's a vampire <laughs> just morbing all over the place. I know, right? Like, like it in some so ways like, that works way better, but also that. Like, <laughs> her butt has to be crusted shut because, like, no. you're st- even though you're unconscious, things are still moving. I, I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be a doctor or beat a dead horse here, but I just don't understand. Why Jared Leto is like a good one. He's just the one trying to keep the fucking experiment going. Yeah, because he feels bad about it. And because he's the one the cameras pointed at. He feels so bad. He ate his love interest. (laughs) I just don't buy it. She volunteered. She was dying and didn't want her death to be in vain. Okay. Okay, but so did like some of the people at Jonestown. But no one's like, oh man, they earned it. The ones they murdered, eh, they might be victims. No, they're all victims. It's just, ugh, it's icky, and I love it. Yeah, no, that was where the Lightspeed plot failed to make me care about any of it, because it does, I, I, Jared Leto gets arrested and thrown in jail and talks about how he's down from six hours to four hours, 22 minutes, that the artificial blood is effective for him. Right. And I'm just doing the math that I watched him sweep a bunch of bags into a bag. Like, dude, that was like two days worth of blood you took. What was the plan from there then? Right. And then also, was anybody else doing the math? Is he not sleeping? Does he need less sleep? Does he wake up in the middle of the night to smash a can of artificial blood and then go back to sleep? That's what I was wondering. Does he drive his car in the country with his mouth open, hanging out the side window to catch bugs? <laughs> I don't know. Did he try eating animal blood? Did he try, like, eating a cow? I, th- that we don't have been... time for any of that shit. I, right. I have questions. <laughs> right. That, I mean, they had a, a genuine idea. And it's it's not like this hasn't been done before. But this can be a, an interesting character development and plot device. And they 
they just fail to utilize that. They they understand that it's there and they no. point at it and then they run from the next to the next thing. Right, because we crammed like an entire trilogy's worth of superhero moments into one movie here. I guess I haven't been watching as many superhero films, Dave. So you might have a a different or a more fleshed out opinion on this. Um, one of the things that that Morbius does as a superhero movie is that's maybe radical in this era of superhero movies is that it's absolutely and utterly humorless. I don't think that. W- I think it tried to be humorous and it just failed it? to actually have jokes. Did it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because Morbius said he was Venom and it confused the ever-loving fuck <laughs> out of me. Uh, my brain broke. My brain broke. That's actually one of the jokes that they attempted to have that was also in the trailer and was somehow better in the trailer. What? Because after that, yeah, in the trailer, he says, I'm Venom. Just kidding. I'm Dr. Michael Morbius at your service. They cut the I'm Dr. Michael Morbius at your service part of it. Why? I don't know. Why? That's what? why you didn't get that it was a joke. It wouldn't have been a good joke, but it would at least have been recognizably <laughs> one. At least the nerds would have been like, oh. I, fuck. When he reaches his hand into the sunlight and pretends like it's on fire, ah, not that kind of vampire. That was technically a joke. They just failed to be funny. All right. Okay, listen, I need to talk about Jared Leto's acting for a moment. Do you? Because it was like reading those AI scripts of like, I made my AI watch a thousand Olive Garden commercials and then write its own commercial. (laughs) Like okay. him trying to sound casual with people. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, God, you're almost there, but you have no soul. Like, it's I don't know. His, there's something so close yet so off on his delivery of when he's like trying to have a regular conversation with like the female doctor. I thought she was great. I thought she did a great job. She seemed like a real person having a real sure. reaction to shit. Yeah, for the little bit she's in there. I agree that Jared Leto's acting is, it's just a bit melodramatic. It's like Shakespearean. And so when he's in a casual conversation, it feels melodramatic. It feels like there's too much. And um, and it doesn't work for me. See, I, I didn't get that from his performance in this. I thought it could have been fine. But I think the problem was that those casual conversations were between characters that had been like 85% exposition up to that point. <laughs> so when they try and have this sure. like little jokey character sure. moment, I'm like, fuck you, where is this coming from? What does this have to do with the movie? Right. Right. Like, I don't, it's just them trying to backfill character that no one's had time for it at this point. So it doesn't feel authentic. Do it at the beginning or don't do it at all. <laughs> and that's one of my main complaints with Morbius. I... I actually really like some of the bit characters they introduce in here that they just don't give us any time with. And that includes people like the doctor that includes uh, their father figure who um, the father figure of Milo and Morbius, who is played by Jared Harris. I really enjoy him as an actor. Like there was stuff that could have been developed there. There's so many interesting bit characters that sort of get flirted with that. That because the movie is moving at a million miles an hour, it can't ever give us even a fucking glimpse of them. Yeah, it doesn't even have time to give us proper character development on the main character. Right, Much less right. these background guys. Okay, listen. Do you know who I wanted a backstory on? Who? 
nurse, not my fucking business. The nurse that gets <laughs> murdered in the hall by Matt Smith yeah. is the best character in the film because she has fucking like horse blinders on. She walks into Morbius's secret office at the hospital that even his fake girlfriend didn't realize that he had 10,000 bats in a fucking air quotes aquarium, a 10 meter wide tube floor to ceiling full of fucking coked out bats. Yeah. Walks right past. It was like, hey, Dr. Morbius, uh, your patient's coding. You might want to go get that. Um, Also, you got to turn in your timesheet. And just, like, walk the fuck back up. Didn't ask. But, I mean, Dr. Girlfriend shit, was immediately like, what the fuck is up with all these bets? Nurse lady was like, no, that is above my pay grade. And no, no. The tube of bats was so fucking stupid. I hated it so. They just wanted to have a yeah. Batman scene where yeah. he stands in the right. tube and they all right. fly around yes. him. Absolutely. To be fair, when I was fucked up at the Denver Zoo, I wanted to get in that tube of bats they had and have them fly around me because I was on a shit ton of edibles. And I was just like, I am one. Hold on. I want you to imagine. Okay. So for our audience, the tube is like maybe 10 meters wide and it's plexiglass or glass. So it looks like the bank tubes that sucks them up. Yeah. To yeah. take your deposit into it the bank. It looks like, you know, those, uh, like, can you survive a hurricane things that oh, they have yeah. at the mall Catch you can yeah. get dollar inside bills. of? Yep. It's, it's like one of those size tanks. And it goes up maybe a couple stories. And there are it's unclear. Hundreds, hundreds of bats in this motherfucker. Hundreds of them. And do you know what bats do? Shit. They shit. Do you know what that would look like? You know who has to clean that? Who has to fucking clean that? Who cleans that? That's presumably, what I would. presumably Morbius himself, <laughs> since also, it's a secret at the start of the film. But right. also, he's very crippled at that point. <laughs> Question: When he's in morb form, does he shit white guano? I hope so. Yeah. Why? Okay. Or does he just <laughs> shit straight blood? Damn it. No. Why wasn't that the villain of the film? Whoever he was making clean up all the guano generated yes. by his bat tube. Right. Right. Janitor man will have his vengeance. <laughs> Fuck you. He throws dirty needles at you. That's a fucking scary character. A hospital janitor, like evil hospital janitor. Uh, he switched your meds. He's mopping with piss water. Could you imagine like... <laughs> Finding that as the hospital staff and just being like, what the motherfuck? I mean, this is at a facility. It's maybe it's not a hospital. It's some type of private facility, but it has, you know, medical facilities on there. But still, at some point, he brought hundreds of bats (laughs) into this place. Yeah, he's got to feed them, right? Right, and the movie's trying to pretend like it was a secret prior to the start of the film, and then the fuckers never come up. We don't need there to be bats in the lab at all. They're never used. How did they get the bats into the country? Because, like, I'm always seeing news articles of, like, man tried to sneak 100 snakes in his pants across the border. How did he get 500, like, coked-out blood bats back to New York? The old tanker swap. Yeah, Morbius is surprisingly down with crime. Yeah. 
pretty much all time at all times. I don't know. He's kind. Of, I kind of dig his style though, man. Because Morbius, like one of my favorite scenes in this is in the beginning when Morbius turns down a Nobel Prize like a G and uses the time, but he goes there and he uses the time to criticize them. Now they don't show any of that. Right. What What fucking scene are you talking about? Yeah. Because well, that never happens. I know. We Stop see it. him at the Nobel Prizes and then we get told about the things that he did. Right. It's Come the on. equivalent of killing Donnie Yen off screen. I, all it is. Too. It really is. You're right. You fucked You're absolutely up. Absolutely right. You're right. It was all downhill from there. Like that was that was the point where I just went, "Oh no!" Oh no! There was no reason for them not to show us that scene, but instead they chose to skip it and have a character read it off of a newspaper to us. What did Casey? I'm curious. What did you think of the? There's some action in this movie. What did you think of the action? It wasn't terrible. I have absolutely seen worse. Um, I think there were some scenes that looked kind of cool. I liked his like smoky, um, mushroom streamer vibe sort of <laughs> deal. It kind of reminded me of psychedelics in days past. Um, I did dig that aesthetic. Yeah. Some of the fights were okay. Some of them were not like the let the ending fight was not great. No, but, not at all. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. No, no, no. But like. It was the like fighting with Matt Smith in the subway. That was that was fine. I would have enjoyed the psychedelic streamer effect for his vampire super speed. It where it's like it's it's not smoke, but it's kind of smoky. Yeah. But there's a few scenes where they use it where he is not at all moving at super speeds. And it was just really weird. It broke the effect for me in that gotcha. moment so that every time from there on out, I couldn't see it the same. I thought the first scene in which they animate him and he's he's on the ship, he's caught in the glass, uh, in the room with the, the thick glass, he bursts through it and he murders all of the mercenaries. It has a bit of a, a horror-y vibe um, and I thought it was done pretty well. Yeah. But, uh, the animation is a bit much. It's certainly like in a weird uncanny valley in the way that it moves, it doesn't pull it off perfectly. I do think the streamers work well for the most part. I enjoyed them. Yeah, they're, they they really stretch the limitations of like what their powers are. Sometimes they're like Captain America level fast. Yeah, Other yeah, times yeah, yeah. they're like Neo dodging bullets. And like, I'm not saying you got to perfectly lock in a power level. It's fine to have that kind of fluctuate a bit, but they stretch it a little bit here from scene to scene. And yeah, the I, I I don't know the the action was fine, but there's nothing in here that I'm like, oh wow, I really want to go back and watch that again. Right? You know? No. So here's my question: If the idea of Sony flirting with this is to to bring Morbius to the character he is, he's an antagonist in some sense for Spider-Man. Do we really want that? Like, think about the way that we animate Spider-Man now, and we animated Morbius, and it's just gonna be this. CGI battle. And maybe that's all Marvel films are. That's all they are in my mind. I don't know, but I haven't watched them, so I'm just talking shit. Can I, I don't want that. Can I make a suggestion? Sure. I would love to see that film on the condition that we're not allowed to make any superhero films for 20 years. No <laughs> Disney, no Marvel, no Sony, nobody. Make us miss it. I uh, Morbius in Morbin mode 
uh, when he <laughs> when he drinks the red blood and turns full vampire. Yeah. It actually looked pretty accurate from what I remember of the comics or the Spider-Man, the animated series, which is unfortunate because yeah. I remember not liking it back then either. It's really. It's it, very little Kim once she went off the rails with the plastic <laughs> surgery. The nose is way too upturned. The nostrils too thin. It's not good. Now, now I want the, the version of Morbius where Morbius, Michael Morbius is played by low Kim. You know he's got that cake straight out the gate. <laughs> it's an eerily gaunt, creepy face to have in a universe where Spider-Man exists. Like, that's yeah. just... I don't want the Spider-Man team-up to happen because the two of them are just way too disparate-looking of characters. It certainly looks fucking creepy. It's Morbin time. That's Lil' Kim. All right. So... We've all suffered through this for the first time now. And we unfortunately never got to see Jared Leto say it's Morbin time. I know. Come on. Why didn't he? Now, without the promise of that holding true in your heart, knowing that it's not there for you, Jay, Jared Leto in Morbius, would you watch it again? I was predisposed to hate this movie. And I just fucking hate Jared Leto. And I really love Matt Smith as the doctor. Um, I haven't seen him in a ton of other stuff. So I enjoyed a bit of the whimsy he brought to the role. I am not sure that it's the the best part about it. Um, I thought some of the, like, there's so many cool ideas in this that they could have played with. I'm really tired of the old superhero story. I would have loved to have seen them lean more into the tragedy elements of this and explore that and maybe explore, like, the blood more than the generic villain fight off. I'm just... So sick and tired of it. So I I can't see myself watching Morbius again. No, no, I will not watch Morbius again. Let's just say that. Casey, what about you? 2022's Morbius, would you watch it again? Listen, this is not the worst movie I've ever seen. This is not the worst superhero movie I've seen. This isn't the worst Sony movie I've seen. While they cut, I think, all of the good parts out, if they would have had more gallows humor between him and Matt Smith, like something that actually ended, if they would have been brave enough to put that fucking super skinny, sallow-eyed sex scene in there, I might be in. I Wait, don't hate... Wait, is this hate... pre or post-vampire? Because that doesn't pre, obby. Obby. Yeah, no, Matt Boom. Smith... Buy some eyebrows... Um, <laughs> I don't I don't have strong feelings about this movie I never read any of the comic books I don't know what it's supposed to be like I wasn't mad about it when it came out I'm not mad that I watched it I can't say I would watch it again There's nothing that drew I'm glad I watched it the first time I guess I don't know. I, it just feels like something I got on Christmas that I'm like, this is great, but I don't need it. I'm going to re-gift it to someone I don't hate. So, no, I wouldn't watch this again, but I don't have any ill will towards it. Like, I would maybe watch the second one. I don't know. I don't know. kind of you, Casey. Dave, how about you? There's a th For every season, there's a more, more, more. Would you watch 2022's Morbius again? I agree. This absolutely is not the worst movie I've ever seen, and it's not the worst superhero movie I've ever seen. It's not the worst Sony 
movie I've ever seen. But I do think it is really a really good example of the current status of Sony superhero movies. And for some reason, I just found myself getting really angry at its mediocrity throughout. It's yeah. just, it, it, yeah, it has no right. new ideas to put forward. And it just, they just made a movie from all the parts of the movies that came before. And it, the scene that really sealed it for me and that cemented it and like, all right, I'm fucking mad at you now is when, uh, Jared Leto's character has invented artificial blood, and that's what he's sustaining himself on uh, before he decides to give in to it. And the artificial blood's blue. And at one point in the movie, they just randomly switch into this code about, like, what does it feel like when you're on red? To imply, <laughs> like, when you drink real. Fuck you. You haven't fucking earned that. Right. It, you don't know. I. It made me so goddamn angry when they talked about being on blue and on red. Because it's just, ugh. no, I'm not going to watch this movie again because you could just watch any other superhero movie from the last 20 years and then, like, add in vampires and you've seen this movie. So, yeah, probably not a surprise, but zero out of three of us are going to fucking watch Morbius again. What? I'm not sorry. I mean, kind of a surprise. I would have normally expected at least one of us to see something. It wasn't enough Tyrese. It's a superhero movie and vampires. That's like yeah, I know. 80% right? of the time I'm there. Right. But to be fair, we just came off the high of Blade Month. So, I mean, this was kind of ill timing. Like, maybe if we were hungrier for a vampire movie, but we just had the, like... I'm not a picky man. I, <laughs> I can have a plurality of vampire trash in my life. Speaking of, next week... We might be a little vampire adjacent. We don't really get to explore the vampire elements like we do in the comics. But we are going to watch an adaptation of a comic. We are going to watch 2005's Constantine. We'll just have to wait till next week when John Wick gets religious and goes all biblical on your ass. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Casey.Cinema. Like us on Facebook, sh.ttycinema. Throw us a bone on Patreon slash shittycinema or peepshittycinema.com. Check the show notes for those links. And in the meantime, let's turn out the lights and then turn on the light and then turn out the light. But then the on lights are getting closer to us. Oh, shit. We got Matt Smith. Vampire. <laughs>